We're on. We're on. We are on. Oh, we're on. Well, hello everybody out there. Welcome to another episode of What Lurks on Channel X. Love that, Channel X. Uh, I am joined once again here by the infamous Eric M. Good evening there. Yeah, we got a lot of emails about you. We did. The The ladies just went crazy. They were like, wow. They did. Wow. Yeah. That sultry voice. It was all about the voice. Oh. It was all about the voice. They found you on social media. I saw your uh, friends list went up a little bit. It did. I have now got two friends. Wow. And I am just rolling. Rolling it. I'm personally impressed. I take full responsibility. That's it. Clink. There you go. It's Saturday night. We got a couple of cold ones. We're fine. Yeah, we're good. It's good. We're doing good. We're doing good. So, um, this week's subject Uh is uh, a little interesting one. It's a little creepy, little... Be careful, it's a little rapey. Those pirates... A little little rapey. Those pirates pirates are a little rapey. A little rapey on the pirates. (laughs) Now, is this less complex or more complex than the last topic? Less complex. Less complex is good. Way less complex. It's later in the evening than last time. This is fully based in reality. This is totally true stories. True stories. Totally true. Not the fake ones. Nope, not the fake ones. Nobody's uh, faking it tonight. Not the theoretical, Uh, either. This shit that happens. Yes, this is true stories. Uh, a little unsolved, so there's some speculation behind them. Ooh, unsolved mysteries. I love that. Okay. Yeah, but there's uh, there's speculation behind them, but not theoretical speculation. There's okay. no quantum mechanics. No here. quantum no mechanics quantum going theory. on. Not, no. No, no space-time continuum being none of fucked that. with. No, right. none of that. None okay. of that. None of that. For some of you out there who are into the strange and macabre subjects of the world, I'm sure you've... Uh, you, you internet heads out there have discovered this internet channel called Dark Five on YouTube. Mm. It's a cool little channel. I like it. They have little uh, five to seven minute videos of five this, five that. Basically the five darkest, uh, the five creepiest nightmares ever had, the five most unexplainable photos. It usually comes out to something very creepy and, and dark and that's why they call it the Dark Five. Right. Yes. That, that, see, I see there's a theme there. There's a, there's theme, a theme here. There. There's right. a theme here. Um, there's a couple of channels like this, this one being definitely one of my favorites. And uh, I'm sure that they're going to inspire us to do interesting shows from time to time. Because, hey, if it's already been done better, then let's just expand upon it. Just roll you know? with it. That's, that's just it. Um, they have really cool music, really nice, creepy music on it. It kind of sets the mood for what you're... And they give you, uh, I'm going to say, th- three to seven sentence blurbs of whatever their uh, topics are. Okay. One I found recently, which, uh, I mean, I've seen it. I'd seen it before because, I, again, I, watched, I, I subscribe to their channel and watch their videos pretty frequently. And it's really cool because I like finding out interesting old scary mysteries mm-hmm. um, but this is kind of relevant as the internet hype as of the last month or so has been that Martin Scorsese will be making a movie with Leonardo DiCaprio about the killer H.H. H. Holmes okay yeah now, this H.H. H. Holmes movie has been in the works for a long time I don't know if Scorsese's been involved but Leonardo DiCaprio was okay I recall around 2004 2005 or so there was uh, talk of an H.H. H. Holmes movie starring Leonardo DiCaprio and the same year there was going to be another one starring Johnny Depp alright yeah Some so H.H. H. Holmes quality actors interested yeah, in exactly. doing this absolutely yeah. yeah so H.H. H. Holmes was becoming very uh, popular subject at the time and 
now he's going to be a popular subject again, obviously, especially if it's a Scorsese and DiCaprio movie. Oh, forget about it. Now with the two yeah. of them, that, yeah, it's going to be all you're going to get place. some attention. Yeah, you're going to yeah. get some attention, particularly on a subject that's probably not wildly popular with everybody. No, it's not. But it's really cool. He is considered to be uh, one of America's first serial killers. Okay. Okay. Uh, now uh, I will I will say that he is definitely a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Whether he's America's first just depends on. Well, it depends upon perspective. It and does time and everything else. Yeah, um, there's a distinction between serial killer and mass murderer. A lot of mass murderers are considered serial killers. I could see the debate. Yeah, but they're not one in the same. Serial killer generally denotes that there is that that he has a method. That he sticks to. There's a type of victim. There's a method of kill. There's there's a pattern right. to what he's doing. Mass murderer is just wanton just violence somebody, and yeah, kill. Somebody that snaps basically Pretty and much. then they have it. Whereas serial killers, what's the theory? There's this, there's this this uh, theory about how many serial serial killers. Yeah, there's something like forty or fifty serial killers always going on. Yeah, any given time. Mm-hmm. In, throughout America, just America. Yeah. Those are just American yeah. statistics. Um, there's always something going on, and we really don't know about what is or isn't because they're very careful, it seems. The serial killer is a little bit more educated, I feel, than the mass murderer. Yeah, because they, they put time and effort Correct. and thought into what they're going to do. They don't just go out there and... They're just not going out there. This is this is carefully thought out. Exactly. It's something that they really get a thrill out of doing. So they So while they enjoy the prospect they enjoy the the fame that they get off of it if they are caught mm-hmm. it ends the the bigger thrill comes in what they're doing right you know the secondary thrill is when people find it and they can sit and watch everyone debate about it and talk about it and that tends to be a a a big part of what they're doing they want that attention yeah but well, if they're caught and we always, as a society, I feel, as a human race, uh, we're, we're attracted to that type of personality. We, we, we always make the movie about the serial killer. Yeah. And we're always looking in shock at the news of the we, mass murderer. We romanticize. We it. do. It, we, we had, what, four, five, six seasons of that Dexter, which is exactly what he was. Yeah. We did the movies with Hannibal. He was a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Silence uh, of the Lambs movie, yeah. Yep, the Silence of there the Lambs was, and such. In the early 2000s, there was... There was a there was a whole string of serial killer movies. All I th- most of them were really good. Right. One of them uh, we had Gacy. Yeah. Starring uh, I forget his name, but he was um, Francis in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He played John Wayne Gacy. Right. You had uh, Dahmer, which was um, I can't Jeremy Renner. Yep. Hawkeye. Right, Hawkeye from uh, <laughs> the Avengers. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Ted, you had a Bundy movie. Mm-hmm. You had Ramirez. There was a Richard Ramirez movie. Yeah. There was a BTK mur- uh, That's movie. That's right, yeah. There was a uh, Hillside Strangler film. Mm-hmm. These are all within about five years of each other. Yeah, we, we, we romanticize that like we romanticize gangster films. Yeah. We, we, we are attracted to that kind of evil, but we don't get attracted to the mass murderer evil. We always portray them as the complete bad guy. Yeah. Okay, and that's really the I feel as a cultural point of view from mm-hmm. uh, the you know if you're going to get into the sociological of it and everything like that, we we love the bad guy. We want to be the bad guy. Mm. Okay, but um, we don't want to be the crazy bad guy. <laughs> we don't want to be. We don't want to be. You know, I mean, again, we 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 look in shock at the news of the Columbine shootings. 
Uh, we look in shock, uh, you know, when a post guy walks into the post office and just starts shooting it up. Or a movie theater. Or a movie theater, which we have, sadly, regularly mm-hmm. happens just a few years ago with, uh, yeah. was it Dark Knight Rises? I think there was a shooting like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, oh man, do we love our Dexters. Well, I, I uh, you know, personally, we, after watching, uh, uh, that was the last one, right? Um, yeah. The last one was the, last the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, I think, after watching Dark Knight Rises, I wanted to shoot a few people, too. Well, you know, I, I, we won't get into my mixed feelings on Batman, because <laughs> I'm a huge Batman fan. <laughs> uh, my first and favorite comic book love. But, um, yeah, no, um, it's one of those things that sort of happens. I remember the, when I was younger, it uh, was uh, Boys in the Hood, and it was the theater in my area over uh, uh, in uh, Long Island, and how they have metal detectors in there. That was a big deal. Yeah. Um, uh, with that type of thing uh, where it started because of the gangs and then it turned into uh, various other things where people would snap. Somebody, I think, uh, I believe, I don't remember if it was the Dark Knight Rises or it was something else where somebody snapped because somebody took their phone out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, which also sort of says something about our culture. Yeah. But, um, again, we don't want to sympathize or relate or romanticize the mass murderer. Nobody romanticizes about... Um, uh, Charles Manson. Yeah. He was just a fucking psycho, and nobody likes him. Well, nobody well, says that. I don't know. That. Did you watch that show, The Aquarius? I didn't get to that one. I only watched the first episode with Duchovny. Love Duchovny, but I haven't had a chance to watch the whole season. Um, it was a good show. It was, it, was, it was actually a really good show. I enjoyed it. It was less about Charles Manson and mm. more about the sociological issues of the late 60s. Which a lot of a few. Yeah. A lot of riots, a lot of racial tension, mm. a lot of corrupt corrupt politicians and cops. Definitely was, a lot of growing pains in that time yeah, period. Yeah, it was yeah. more about them. Mm-hmm. It was um, Duchovny chasing down Manson a little bit. Right. It wasn't very um, historically accurate as far as the timeline and everything, but it was kind of an amalgam of everything that happened. Right. They took a lot of liberties in telling the story of Charles Manson. They took a lot of liberties in it. They made Charles Manson out to be this diabolical mastermind who just played puppeteer to everyone. The truth is, Charles Manson was a fucking hippie who just wanted to do drugs and get laid. And if you really think about it, it's almost like he had a bad trip one day and just lost his mind. Right. But by that point... Anything he told them, they would believe. It just sounded he right. was extremely yeah. charismatic, and he did have a way of words. He definitely had a way because, with the ladies. That's <laughs> well. When they're on enough drugs, you have a yeah. You know, I I always kind of felt that Charles Manson was one of those people where they say people who are too intelligent go a little mad, right? Because the logic behind your own thoughts makes so much sense to you when the rest of the world doesn't fit into that. It it, you, it, you, you, it breaks you, something you a little loose. I, I can yeah. actually sympathize at times with some that thinking because sometimes yeah. it's like, wait a minute, I see this in the world. Mm-hmm. How does, How does nobody not else? See that? How yeah. do you not see that? And I think that it, that he was like that in so many ways mm-hmm. that he lost it because he still believe everything he oh, says. He I've still believes interviews. it. Yeah, he still believes. Still everything, believes every last everything. bit of it. He doesn't even realize what realm he's living in no, anymore. Not one. Not he's one that bit. Far gone. And he made so much sense to himself. And the world was so wrong that it just drove him nuts. Right. Seeing, why are you not listening to me? So he decided to try to make those changes. And on top of that, 
And he gave himself a god complex because of all the drugs. Well, the drugs and the, and the ladies that were fawning over him, that, that kind of helped. Yeah. I, um, I should have such problems. I think well, drugs would, would probably would be help nice. things out. It, but it might. It might. It might. It might. You can give it a try sometime. I'm going to give that a shot. Yeah. So the video I found on, on, uh, on Dark 5 this time that I was very interested in was called Five Scariest Rooms Ever Discovered. So you were in my room. The first part of it discussed H.H. H. Holmes. Mm-hmm. Now, do you know much about H.H. H. Holmes? I will say no. I will say ha- no. Have you no. heard of him? I've heard of H.H. H. Holmes, but to say I know a tremendous amount would be a false statement. Lynn was very interested in serial killers and true crime for a while, and this was one of this is he's easily one of the most interesting ever. Right, uh, a, one of my one of my personal favorites mm-hmm. when it comes to serial killers. I think he was more of a mass murderer. I would say I wouldn't say so he didn't have much borderline. Of a, didn't have much of a modest operandi whatsoever. Okay, he was the vampire of Sacramento. Vampire of Sacramento. Because that's what they that's something him. to boast about. Yeah, that's what they called him, the Vampire of Sacramento. His name was uh, Richard uh, something. I guess for some reason, it's popular. Personally, out of my feel head. If you're going to be a vampire. It should be in some place sexier than Sacramento. Well, here's the thing with this guy. He was a little nuts. As people that tend to be called yeah. vampires are. Yeah, he was a little nuts. Uh, he believed that the blood in his body was drying up, mm. and he had to drink the blood of others. To refill. Okay? Ah, I see how we get to the vampire part. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. His mother had him committed when he was young. This is just the brief synopsis of his life. His mother had him committed when he was young, 21 years old. He was released because, hey, you can't keep him anymore because he's no longer. Yeah, you know, there's like an age limit. Something like that, yeah. yeah. And I believe that one of the first people when he, when he left, one of the first people he killed was his mother. No. That's the fuck you get. The bitch was asking for she it. She asked for it. She's going to commit she, me, I'll show you. Yeah. Uh, then he, uh, he was so many fucking kills, so many people. There was a point during his spree where he literally walked down the street ringing doorbells, waiting for people to answer. And if you answered, he walked in, killed you and everybody in the house. Yeah. That's, I don't think that falls into the serial killer realm. They said that's say, just yeah, mass that's, murderer that's gonna, gonna in, be mass insane. Murderer, yeah. yeah, he did that. There was one specifically, he, uh, I, I might be combining two different stories here, but it was the same type mm-hmm. of circumstance where he did that and a woman, a pregnant woman opened the door, he burst in, he killed her, he ripped the fetus from her stomach and ate it. Then he went upstairs to a baby in a crib. Again, I'm probably combining two stories, but right. very simple. This was all around the same couple of weeks' time. So right. one, uh, so probably another one. He found, uh, he killed this mother and um, found the baby in the crib, cracked the baby's skull open, and drank the blood as though it were a, like a bottle of beer. Just tilted back and just, just drank it. And just gulp, gulp, gulp. Yeah, right. pretty much, yeah. you know. Uh, he killed quite a few people, drank their blood, and again, Vampire Sacramento. This dude was fucking nuts, and I think there needs to be a movie made about this guy, because he is It sounds sick. like, we, why haven't we had a movie? There because was a made-for-TV movie in the 90s about him, but that's it. This guy was in 83 or 84, something like that. Right. Yeah. There, I believe there was a made-for-TV movie, but it... Yeah, well, you're going to cut out a lot of good stuff for of TV. Course. Yeah, exactly. it's going to work. Exactly. So I don't know what they're going to tell yeah, us. Somebody needs movie. to tell, like, Eli Roth about this fucking guy. Uh, maybe I'll do that. Okay, you, you should know? do that. Then. One day I'll tell him. You tell him, hey, I got some sick idea for you. Yeah, and he'll love it. Yeah, probably. He'll, go all, he'll be all over. Probably. I have a couple script ideas that uh, I think Eli Roth would 
just flip for. <laughs> so if anybody out there knows Eli Roth personally, put him in touch with uh, Manny. You here. know what? He That's knows. funny. I actually do know somebody who knows him personally now. You know somebody that knows somebody. I no, I know somebody who knows him. Oh, that's even less. That's even better. Yeah, that's like less yeah. than six uh, degrees. One of the owners of the one of the film festivals we went to a while ago with Blood Slaughter uh, was run by um, this guy Ron DiPremio. Okay, and uh, he loved our movie. Unfortunately, his um, his board of on the on the film festival thought the that no, we're not screening your movie. Oh, they they oh. didn't. They thought it was too much. They said, "No, nope, we're not screening this." <laughs> it was this too movie. much. They, that's what they that's, said. That's that's, they said, that's and this almost is, complimentary. And this is this is what that's he told me. Yeah, he told me this when I went to the festival because uh, uh, they played Brain People. They accepted Brain People, and he said, "Well, I would have accepted Blood Slaughter, but first they said no." And I said, "That's too bad because it's a great movie, and I'm going to play it." Mm. Then he showed it to the owner of the theater that they were screening at, and he said, "There's no way you're playing this in my theater." Wow. Yes. So he physically was not allowed to screen the movie at his hor- at his horror festival. Was it the blood or the nudity? I don't know. Oh. But he said he loved it. He thought it was a great movie, and he would have loved to play it. But it's like it was either he said, you know, when it comes to uh, the owner of the theater saying, oh, you either have your festival or you could not. <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm sorry. But. Yeah. Well, you know. I said, well, a- hey, we've officially been banned from our first film festival. That's, that's kind of banning. That's nice. You could put that on the cover. We were banned but, from uh, theaters. Ron DePremio now, he has a daughter, Emily DePremio, 12 years old, okay. making a movie. She just made a movie, Carver. Mm-hmm. She was also the winner of the Eli Roth five second horror thing, horror fest that he did. Right. You remember that? That yeah, little yeah, Instagram yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah. She was the winner of that. He's now producing a web series with her directing Eli Roth. So I actually do know somebody who knows him personally. There you go. Who is physically working personally with him to develop his daughter's web series. Now we got, you give me an autograph. I got to get to Ron and say, hey, buddy. Listen. Listen, compadre. Listen, I just, I just want to say Me hermano over here. Listen, we've known each other a long time. Know each other here. You know, a brother is solid. Yeah, just, just a meeting. Just open it. Just, you know, just open a door. Hey, how did you get I'll here? I'll say all the sick fuck shit and impress him. Yeah. Just, you just introduce Just open That's the it. door. Just, just get me in the door. Just, I'll do the rest. Listen, I got a sick fuck idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so moving forward. All now. right. H.H. <laughs> um, Holmes... Mm-hmm. Uh, lived in the. He died. Let's see. He died in 1896. Okay. When was he born? How old was he? 1861. Okay. He died at 34 years old. Young man. This was a young guy, and he was fucking nuts. Apparently. Holmes arrived in Chicago in August 1886 <clears throat> and came across Dr. Elizabeth Holton's drugstore at the northwest corner of Wallace Avenue and West 63rd in Chicago. Holton gave Holmes a job, and he proved himself to be a hardworking employee. After the death of her husband, Holmes offered to buy the drugstore from her, and she agreed. He purchased the store mainly with funds obtained by mortgaging the store's fixtures and stock, the loan to be repaid in substantial monthly installments of $100, worth $2,600 today. Mm. Fun fact. There you go. Purchased a lot across from the drugstore where he built this three-story block-long castle, as it was dubbed by those in the neighborhood. The address of the castle was 601 to 603 West 63rd. It was called the World's Fair Hotel and opened as a hostelry for the World's Columbian Exposition in 1893. 
with part of the structure devoted to commercial space. The ground floor of the castle contains Holmes' own relocated drugstore and various shops, while the upper two floors contain his personal office and a maze of over 100 windowless rooms with doorways opening to brick walls, oddly angled hallways, stairways leading to nowhere, doors that could only be opened from the outside, and a host of other strange and labyrinthine constructions. Holmes was constantly firing and hiring different workers during the construction of the castle so that only he fully understood the design of the building. You're intrigued. I gotta admit, this is... uh Yes. This is interesting. During the period of building uh, during the period of building construction in 1889, Holmes met Benjamin Peitzel, a carpenter with a past of lawbreaking, with whom Holmes became close friends. He used Peitzel as his right-hand man for his criminal schemes. A district attorney later described Peitzel as Holmes's tool, his creature. After the completion of the hotel, Holmes selected mostly female victims from among his employees, many of whom were required as a condition of employment to take out life insurance policies for which Holmes would pay the premiums but was also the beneficiary. Smart. That's a smart move. That is. If you're going to be a serial killer sick fuck, that's what you want to do. They were also his <laughs> lovers, <laughs> they were also as well as his lovers and hotel guests whom he would later kill. Okay, seems obvious. Some were locked in soundproof bedrooms fitted with gas lines that let him asphyxiate them at any time. Holmes would also lock his victims in a room where the walls were covered with iron plates and had blowtorches installed to incinerate them. One of the rooms on the second floor was called the Secret Hanging Chamber, where Holmes would take one of his victims and have them lynched. Other victims were locked in a huge soundproof bank vault near his office where they were left to suffocate. The victims' bodies were dropped by a secret chute into the basement where some were meticulously dissected, stripped of flesh, crafted into skeleton models, and then sold to medical schools. Wow. This was pretty innovative. I mean, this was some smart <laughs> shit. How do I be a sick fuck and make money and make off money. of it? This yep. is pretty good. Yep. Holmes also buried some of the bodies in lime pits for disposal. He had two giant furnaces used to incinerate some of the bodies or evidence, as well as pits of acid, bottles of various poisons, and even a stretching rack. Through the connections he had gained in medical school, he sold skeletons and organs with little difficulty. One victim was lover Julia Smythe, who was the wife of Ned Connor, who after moving into Holmes' building, started working at his pharmacy's jewelry counter. In 1891, Julia became pregnant with Holmes' child. After finding out, Holmes agreed to marrying her, but told her they couldn't have a child. She consented to have him perform the abortion. The abortion was planned for Christmas Eve. Holmes... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I gotta stop you right there. You gotta be kidding me. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's so uncomfortable, you gotta fucking laugh. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. All right, keep going. I gotta hear the rest of this. Holmes murdered Julia by overdosing her with chloroform and later killed her daughter, Pearl. Holmes called a friend to help dispose of her body, and when confronted by a tenant in the building questioning where Julia and her daughter were, Holmes said they left for Iowa for a family wedding. Another victim was Minnie Williams. Holmes rekindled the relationship with Minnie, allowing him to get close to another victim of his, her sister Anna. 
Holmes informed Anna that they were ready to go on their vacation, then locked her in the vault in the pharmacy where she cried for help. He listened as he filled the vault with gas and killed her. <laughs> with creditors closing in and the economy in a general slump, he left Chicago, reappeared in Fort Worth, Texas, where he inherited property from two railroad heiress sisters to whom he had promised marriage and both of whom he murdered. There he sought to construct another castle along the lines of his Chicago operation. However, he soon abandoned this project. He continued to move throughout the United States and Canada. The only murders verified during this period were those of his longtime associate Benjamin Peitzel and three of Peitzel's children. In, 84, in 1894, he was arrested and briefly incarcerated for the first time for a horse swindle that ended in St. Louis. That's what got him, a horse yep. swindle. A horse swindle. <laughs> he was promptly bailed out, but while in jail, he struck up a conversation with a convicted train robber, Marion Hedgepeth, who was serving a 25-year sentence. Holmes had concocted a plan to swindle an insurance company out of $10,000 by taking a policy on himself, then faking his death. This guy's a fucking genius. He is a genius. I mean, you can't deny this is some <laughs> brilliant, maniacal yep. fucking shit. He promised Hedgepith a $500 commission in exchange for the name of a lawyer who could be trusted. He was directed to young St. Louis attorney Jephtha Howell. Howell was in practice with his older brother Alfonso Howell, who had no involvement with Holmes or Peitzel for their fraudulent activities. Jephtha Howell, however, found Holmes' scheme brilliant. Who the fuck who the would fuck it? Would it? <laughs> I'm, I'm in awe of this guy, and he was a sick motherfucker, but yeah. you can't go, my God. I, I am in awe. I am. I really am. I should be freaked out. I should be, my stomach should be turned, but goddamn, this motherfucker was brilliant. He was good. He was he good. Was a sick fucking genius. Yep. Nevertheless, Holmes's plan to fake his own death failed when the insurance company became suspicious and refused to pay. Holmes did not press the claim. Instead, he concocted a similar plan with his associate, Benjamin Peitzel. Peitzel agreed to fake his own death so his wife could collect on a $10,000 life insurance, which she was to split with Holmes and the unscrupulous attorney. The scheme, which was to take place in Philadelphia, was that Peitzel would set himself up as an inventor under the name B.F. Perry and then be killed and disfigured in a lab explosion. Holmes was to find an appropriate cadaver to play the role. He instead killed Peitzel and proceeded to collect the insurance payout on the basis of the genuine Peitzel corpse. He then went on to manipulate the unsuspecting wife into allowing three of her five children to be in his custody. The eldest daughter and the baby remained with Mrs. Peitzel. Forensic evidence presented at Holmes's later trial showed that chloroform had been administered after Peitzel's death, presumably to fake suicide that the insurance company was unaware of and that possibly could exonerate Holmes were he, were he to be charged with murder. So not only did he kill this motherfucker, he also made it look like a suicide just in case anybody were to blame him. Right. All blame would be taken off him and they would think the guy killed himself. All right, so you have evil, and then you have this. This is genius evil. This is genius. I mean, you know, I'm amazed nobody's made a movie out of this fucking guy. This is, this is this, why I say this they've been just, working on they've this been working for a while. On it, apparently, this is, because it's just so unbelievable. i got to be honest with you. It, 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 here you are. You're reading the history right off the page here, and it's like, Jesus, did this happen? This happened. Mm -hmm. And it's you got to just go, man, this is ingenious. Holmes and the three Pitzel children traveled throughout the northern United States and into Canada. Simultaneously, he escorted Miss Pitzel along a parallel route, all while using various ali aliases and lying to her concerning her husband's death, claiming that Pitzel was hiding in London. 
as well as lying to her about the true whereabouts of her three missing children. In an even more audacious move, as if it gets more audacious. If it gets more, all right, okay. Holmes was staying at another location with his wife, who was ignorant of this entire affair. Right. No idea any of this was going on. A Philadelphia detective, Frank Geyer, had, tra- had tracked Holmes, finding the decomposed bodies of the two Putzel girls in Toronto buried in the cellar at 16 Vincent Street. He then followed Holmes to Indianapolis, where Holmes had rented a cottage. Holmes was reported to have visited a local pharmacy to purchase drugs, which he used to kill Howard Pitzel, and a repair shop to sharpen the knives he used to chop up the body before he burned it. The boys, this is the son, the boys' teeth and bits of bone were discovered in the Holmes' chimney. Police were tipped off by Holmes' former cellmate, Hedgepath, whom Holmes had neglected to pay off. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. Whoops. What did we forget? Oh, the pay off the fucking guy. (laughs) Holmes' murder spree finally ended when he was arrested in Boston on November 17, 1894, after being tracked there from Philadelphia by the Pinkertons. He was held on an outstanding warrant for horse theft in Texas, as the authorities had little more than suspicions at this point, and Holmes appeared poised to flee the country in the company of his unsuspecting third wife. After the custodian of the castle, the police began interviewing the employees. A janitor named Pat Quinlan informed police that he was never permitted to clean the upper floors. Police began a thorough investigation of the course over the course of a month, uncovering the torture chamber, secret passageways on the upper floors, and then moving their investigation to the basement. They found a collection of human skeletons, a dissection table covered with dry blood, and a pile of bloody women's clothes. One policeman looked under the staircase, found a large ball of women's hair carefully wrapped in a blanket. They began digging up the lime pits and found many skeleton remains of his victims. Nearby, there was a pile of lime with a female footprint on it. Some of the investigators suspected the footprint to be from Minnie Williams. A number of victims had been estimated between 20... The number of victims had been estimated between 20 and 100. Now, he admitted to 27. They estimate in total almost 170 people. I think we just named at least 27 right there. Right God there. Knows and, and that was, again, we're talking about a time before media. We're talking about a time before exactly. internet. There, there was no just way to think track this guy's that, traveling the country. How many of these how many people, people did he along kill? His crossing yeah, his path. That nobody connected. Right. Because and this was also a time period where, where people went missing all the time for a variety of different reasons. And Simple reasons is their horse broke down in the middle of they, nowhere and they just it. starved they out just, in the woods. That's it. I mean, you know, so you don't know. Really, what the, there is no way of telling what the number nope. is. Same thing with Ted Bundy. People have no idea they how many. Have no concept. No, no idea how many no he idea. killed because he traveled and did so many th- that they have no idea because he killed people out in the desert. Right. <laughs> what the just, fuck knows what he did desert. out there? Yeah. He could have. He was picking up hitchhikers and killing them and dumping their bodies in places. Exactly. People that were not reported mm-hmm. missing because there was nothing. To and report. much like Ted Bundy, this guy seems like he was a charmer. He got lots of do women. We have a picture of this. Oh guy? yes, we do. We yes, have a picture yes. of this. There, guy? there is I'm, a photo I'm, of him. I'm, 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 I'm expecting like you know fucking George Clooney, pretty or something like that. Well, the mustache back in the day. He had the stash. He had the stash. He had, the stash. He had a killer stash. The hat. The bowler hat. I don't know about, but you know. Yeah, I guess, you know, for the time he, he had he the, the look. He but he must have been a suave motherfucker. He had, he, he had to have been a suave donkey motherfucker. Donkey dick. This guy was hung like a fucking whale. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. All right. Herman Webster Mudgett. Holy hell, that's a name. Herman Webster Mudgett. Mudgett. 
Yep, the ladies. Ladies, did you hear that? Herman. Better known under the name of Dr. Henry Howard Holmes. That sounds like a porn name. I'm going to just say that. I just it, There I, might be a Henry Howard Holmes I'm out telling there. you, that yeah. sounds like it's hung it's like John a Hol- John Holmes' father. You. You, you, honestly, uh, there could be a relation. I don't know. Uh, but uh, goddamn, this must have been a swab motherfucker. How many times was he married? I lost count. Uh, three. Three times. Three. They caught times. him when he, he was found... trying to escape the country with his third wife. And and this is not counting the, the, the women that he promised to marry. Exactly. And Again, this like sounds that. just like Ted Bundy. He had two wives. No, he had a wife and he had one main, Ma- main yeah. girlfriend. Right. And then he had multiples. Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you, the when serial he went killers to prison, are, are really quite something with the they ladies. Are, they they are. know how when to work Ted the ladies. When Ted Bundy went to prison, he got le- hundreds of letters. Right. Well, Manson from women, still does too. From women who loved him. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, Manson does too, but... Yeah, Ted Bundy was just women who were in love with him, and they thought that he was, that they were his girlfriend. Wow. He he swathed these women through the mail. I'm doing it all wrong. That's my problem. I need to start studying serial killers when it comes to the ladies. You got to make more sense is what it is. I don't make any sense. You don't That's make my problem. I fucking just, it's incoherent what's coming out. What's the problem? Well, I'm logical with you my know. thinking, and I got to talk like a crazy you're person. Too, you're too, str- you're too it's strictly just, logical. Too, that's it. Yeah. Your logic agrees with other folk. People yeah. can understand it. That's you need problem. to be off I got to be off the fucking You got to be off the hill, all over the chain, and all of it. I, honestly, I think being hung like a buffalo really does you help, got, too, because... Well, you know, you know it's technology, it's a technology nowadays. There's these fancy things there's you that can pump do. There's that you can that put in your leg thing. And there's the, you can get a piece of your foreskin put into this place. No, I'm not doing it. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm telling you, these are some There's characters. definitely, uh, yeah. You know, they, there is something to be said about somebody that is well-endowed about their confidence levels. And there is something that, I mean... There well, is, just think Stalin. Not Stalin. Stalin. Uh, <laughs> Stalin. <laughs> um, Rasputin. Oh, yeah. That guy was out of his fucking mind. He was out of his gourd. He was completely out of his mind. Took them like 12 tries to kill the motherfucker. Yeah, it was, yeah. He had an 11 and a half inch dick. Well, and that'll do it. Yeah. It's on display. Well, because if it's 11 and a half, that shit needs to be put in a fucking it's, it museum. Was, it is. It's preserved. It's yeah, in a it jar somewhere. It's, yeah. there, you can, you can uh, go you, to Russia you, you and you can see You have to go and check it out. Listen, Rasputin's ladies, gentlemen, this is, in a, this in is a Rasputin's jar. cock. As you were saying in the last show, back in the 20s, all you had to be was a fat guy. You a fat guy on a beach, again, a killer a, mustache. That's also it. A killer it. mustache, fat guy on a beach with a cigar. That's People it. knew you, you had money. You had wealth. He had that look. All it took was money, and they and it flocked. had to do. I mean, if you were overweight back then, that you meant had you to were, have money. You had to have you money. had to have money because you, you could feed. Exactly, that's you feed it. yourself and, and many other something. people. Well, just think about it. This guy had a mustache. He had the suit. He was he was thin too, and he had money. So, and mo- yeah, and that's it. If you're obviously, traveling- you could see he found lots of different innovative ways of making money. He was pretty crafty. He killed people and then sold their corpses. That's I'm sorry. That's ingenious. That's the best way to hide the, a I corpse. Mean, he, uh, I'm going to kill somebody. You, I'm going to give you a job to work in my my castle. Mm-hmm. A castle, okay. And I'm putting out a life insurance term on you. Just I'll be the beneficiary. I'll, I'll be pay a beneficiary. Off, but- I'll take care of the whole thing, and I'll drink your blood later. This was beyond serial killer. This was some Lex Luthor shit going Uh on here. And you got to kind of applaud his evil and genius here. He was was quite quite evil genius. This was a Lex Luthor-like serial killer. He was a thrill seeker. This guy was an adrenaline junkie. He had to have been like the original adrenaline junkie. Mm -hmm. 
He because just loved he got like, oh, I did it. I got away with it. Ah, oh, shit, they're getting caught. Fine, I'll go do. I'll go do it somewhere else. Well, and that's the thing that you, you also get that with the with the serial killers. It's always the sexual aspect of it. I mean, he had to have been getting off on it. He had to have been getting off high from of doing course. this. Okay, because even, it's even documented that Hitler's speeches he was hard during most of them. Well, a lot of Hitler's speeches he was actually orgasming while giving the speech. That's talent. Yeah, that was that was actually his arousal. I have trouble. He getting was an aroused just in by general. his speeches when people cheered for him. He got off on it. I'm sure. Yeah. So moving on <laughs> to uh, some more um, interesting. Here's another home. This home is uh, it's in L.A. Anybody who it's called the Soden House. The Soden all right, it was built by uh, by uh, 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 Lloyd Wright, uh, Frank Lloyd Wright's son. Okay. So this house was built by Lloyd Wright. Uh, it looks like a Mayan temple. Very. It's all always a bad sign. Yeah, yeah. it's in L.A. <laughs> and anybody who has seen American Horror Story. Mm. The house, the murder house. Right. The story of that house is based on this. Okay. As told on housecrazy.com. Housecrazy.com. Yep. The house is quite possibly the location of the unsolved 1947 murder of Elizabeth Short, the Black Dahlia. Right. Hence okay. what you saw American Horror Story. Right. Okay. The house is worth almost $5 million. That's what it sells for. It went on the market a couple of years ago. I think somebody may have bought it. I love it when these houses go for this much money. Mm-hmm. $4.8 million has five bedrooms, six bathrooms in 5,600 5, square feet. It was built in the 1920s by Lloyd Wright for his friend, photographer John Soden, and his wife. So, the home was owned from 1945 to 1951 by Dr. George Hodel, a physician who studied surgery in school and specialized in venereal diseases. He also carried out abortions in the basement of the bill, of the home. Well, what were venereal diseases? There you go. Yeah. On January 5th, 1947, the mutilated body of 22-year-old Elizabeth Short was found in a vacant lot in the Mimert Park area of Los Angeles. The gruesome, sensational nature of the case caused the press to go into overdrive, and they named her the Black Dahlia. Dr. Hodel, who had been accused of molesting his teenage daughter around that time and who was previously investigated for the death of his secretary, became one of many suspects in the Black Dahlia case. He was placed under police uh, surveillance and was even recorded making some very incriminating statements like, quote, Supposing I did kill the Black Dahlia, they couldn't prove it now. Dick move, but okay. Right? <laughs> All right. The doctor's own son, Steve Hodel, who is now a retired city of L.A.'s homicide detective, wrote a book in 2003 called The Black Dahlia Avenger. Mm. He said that the Black Dahlia victim, Elizabeth Short, was actually tortured, murdered, and dissected by his father inside of the Soden house in 1947. So the guy's own son wrote in a book that his father did it. My dad did it. This is, of course, only alleged because the case was never actually solved. Right. You know? Because this short case has never officially been solved, and there have been many suspects over the years. But his son, Steve, claims that the father could have been responsible for a slew of other unsolved murders as well uh, over the course of a 20-year period. Steve Hodel arranged for a cadaver dog to search the house Mm. in 2012, and the canine honed in on windows to the basement. The dog was there as part of the filming of a Ghost Hunters episode. Uh, So they found a secret room in the floor. With floor-to-ceiling bookshelving, which was off-limits to the kids, which is why Steve mm. was really so interested in it, because he realized that well, all these murders, mm. his father was suspected. As he got older, he realized 
there was a part of this house that I wasn't allowed to go into. Right. And he believes that that's where the the drugs, the, the cadaver sniffing dogs led them, found blood all over the basement and many different pieces of human remains. Right. So he definitely was a killer. He definitely killed someone. Something was going on. He did this after the man had already fled. He fled to Asia. Other side of the fucking Went planet. To the other side of the world. To get away from. To get away from to get away whatever from. Yep. he did. Yep. Isn't that funny that the ghost hunters go in and we find bodies? Yeah. They still haven't found shit on that entire show in all these years. All these years. Interesting. So that was a another interesting serial killer. Unsubst- I mean, it's there's substantial it's, evidence I mean, of it, but it's like there's pieces of information, but a lot of it is, well, he fled. Yeah, that's. I mean, that right there. If somebody flees, that kind of is, hey, it's, you did it. It's kind of saying, you know what? I fucking did it. I did it. I see you later. I didn't want to get into trouble, so yeah. fucking. Yeah, I'm he's going, going the way of Holmes. That's it. You know, and he got away. He got away, and you know, applaud. Mm-hmm. Getting away with it, but fuck. Yeah. Jesus. How many other people got away with what they did? I I never get away with anything that I do. Uh. Ever. I don't do anything this innovative. Two more stories I want to get through to this one. I love this. I love it. Jesus. I, 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 it's like, how do you find this shit? It takes time. You, you take time to find twisted shit. Yeah, it does. It does. You don't just you don't just go to twistedshit.com. <laughs> There's probably a twistedshit.com. This one is a place called the Miranda. Sounds okay. okay. Yep. And this is on a website called runawaynightmare.com. All right. Lush Highway 26 leads to Willysville, a sawmill town that survived when the lumber company pulled out. The area is warm, verdant, relaxed, just where vacationers escape from civilization. A couple driving near the town are lured into a trail by deep lines of shade trees. At the end of the road, they meet Leonard Lake advancing from a clearing that looks like a screaming mouth. It's already. This is how horror movies start. This, folks. It's this, this is. This is. Exactly. I make horror movies, and I know this is how they start. Mm-hmm. No one would see the couple again until authorities played a video machine at Lake's cabin. On the TV tape, a woman is chained to a chair, screaming as Lake tears her clothes with a knife. Her husband has already been torched and buried. She will soon join many other vacationers who had also turned down the wrong road. 
A week after he filmed his fantasy tape, Luke Lake and his partner Charles Ng went to a South San Francisco hardware store to replace a broken torture device. Lake sat in his car as Ng loaded the new vice into the trunk but ran away fast when the store manager moved toward him. Lake told the manager that he would simply pay for the lifted item. Trouble was, police were already at the scene where a cop ran the plates on Lake's car, finding it belonged to a Paul Cosner who had been missing for several months. The face on the driver's license, Robin Stapley, looked far younger than the 39-year-old Lake as well, but Lake was finally arrested when the cop looked looked to the car trunk, finding an illegal silencer fitted onto a revolver. Charles Ng became the issue of an international manhunt after he was suspected of assisting Lake in various projects. One of Lake's projects was getting his rustic cabin ready to survive a nuclear war. He was a survivalist. Oh, just to make matters worse. Yep. A diary explained that with Project Miranda, he planned on building a bunker stockpiled with supplies, weapons, and of course, obedient sex slaves. Well, if you're going to have a sex slave... Lake wrote in his diary how he liked to track down humans as one might hunt rabbits. Captured victims were sometimes released in the forest and told to run for their lives. People were easy and fun to catch and kill. The male victims who were brought back to Lake's fire pit might be subject to especially hideous way of dying. A blockhouse built next to to Lake's cabin and partway into a hill had a secret passage and a two-way mirror that separated a room with chains... Knives, a saw, and video equipment. While investigating the scene, a detective casually played a videotape that shows Lake talking directly into the camera. Soon, Lake turns to a young woman bound to a chair. The woman is pleading with Lake to know what's happening to her six-month-old baby. Lake explains calmly that he is going to put a bullet into her head. The veteran detectives are quiet and stunned as they watch the tape. When it is apparent that the woman is being murdered on the replay, investigators... <laughs> Jesus. When it became apparent. When it became apparent. What's going on here? Well, she's getting killed. How can you tell? Because of the murder. <laughs> look. Look at the videotape. When it is apparent she, the woman is being murdered on the replay, investigators search outside the cabin. Shoveling in a shallow, a shallow trench used for dumping trash, police find five charred skeletons where one appears to be a child. Detectives now call a work crew to excavate the field. The excavation yields decayed bodies and bone fragments covered in lime. Lime. It's always lime. These are some really smart guys. They figured mm-hmm. out lime was the best way to go early. Yeah, I guess so. And I must, they must share or pass this information down to one another. Listen, if you're going to be a sick fuck, get Here's some lime. Here's the way lime. to do it. Get Here's some lime. <laughs> Little of what once had been families of people could be identified from missing persons files. Eventually, enough human teeth, clothing, jewelry, and documents are unearthed to indicate the murders of perhaps two dozen people. Lake's three-acre property was now an immense archaeological site with the Calaveras County specialists digging, brushing, sifting at every grid point. When many of the dead are believed to have come from the Bay Area, a special task force is organized from San Francisco to assist in the now-overflowing case. A detective moved a plywood shelf where a wall suddenly opened into another room. You know, I gotta just say this right now. All of these guys had secret pathways, secret rooms. They were all wonderful architects. They were really... They they must have gone to architecture school. Beware of architecture's audience, okay? Architects, yeah. Architects are are dangerous, apparently. Apparently they... Because if you're going to start building secret rooms 
You gotta know how to use a fucking. You know hammer. something. Something that they didn't say earlier. H. Holmes, H. H. Holmes. He actually had passageways in the halls. I thought you mentioned that. Yeah, the, it's it's the halls themselves. The walls were wide enough for him to walk through, so he could enter the rooms. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. there were passageways that he walked through the house. There was so, staircase inside the walls that he would travel through the building in, and no one could find him. Right, you didn't know he was moving through, so he would sne- he could sneak into people's go into anybody's room, yeah. do any whatever. And, I mean, and again, he had the place was a hotel, rooms. so he you know these were, he had guests there, and he would he could get into their rooms yes, at here's, night, here's room and 666. no one would see him walking I'll through the hallways. Yeah, yeah, no one could see him walking through the hallways and getting into guests' rooms because every room was built. Now this is the thing: he built this house, he built yeah, this he castle knew, he knew, yeah. for the purpose of doing this, right. You know, this guy seems to have done that too. Very innovative. Uh, A double bed with eye bolts and screw holes stood where apparently someone could be bound. An adjoining locked door leads to a smaller room with a cot and a chemical toilet. On the wall of the larger room, 21 photos of nude and partially dressed women are pinned. At least one of the pictured women is identified from a missing persons file. On the floor, elaborate video equipment is traced back to a man who has disappeared with his wife and two-year-old son before. Lake lured some visitors in by either advertising in or responding to newspaper classified ads. The stolen car that he drove at the time of his arrest was listed in the classifieds by Paul Cosner. Cosner told his girlfriend he was going to drive out to that weird guy in the country, but Paul never returned. The woman pleading for her baby's life on the videotape is tentatively ID'd as another of Lake's neighbors. She lived with her husband and infant son at the edge of the property. When the agent renting the cabin came to inquire about her three tenants some weeks ago, Lake said his neighbors had abruptly left, but the family had kindly given him their car and a pink slip for the money they owed him. He phoned in alibis to the employers or families of the murdered to cover up their disappearances. The blockhouse itself was dismantled, but cops believed that more evidence was buried under the foundation. A scale model of the building was constructed by an artist for future reference. Several archaeological teams spent eight weeks sifting through the dig, uncovering 45 pounds of cut human bones, many believed to have been eaten by farm chickens. Finger licking good. Yep. Lake's diary alluded to other horrors when he lived in Miranda two years before 1983. They probed evidence that filled a warehouse. Detectives replayed the tapes hoping to identify victims. They had to listen to Lake explain his survivalist fantasies and had to look closely at the women on the screen. After peering at the terrified video face of a woman nearing death, an investigator said that Lake thought no more of butchering people than someone else might think of spraying a pest with insecticide. Charles Ng had a Martinet Martinet father who feared his peculiar son would become a criminal without strict discipline. (laughs) But his son grew into a criminal anyway, with a serious habit of stealing and a psychopath's delight of antisocial intrigue. Caught stealing from a store, Ng's father sends his 15-year-old delinquent son to a relative who just happens to run a private boarding school in London, but Ng bounced back to Hong Kong after stealing the relative's school blind. Traveling to California at 19, Ng finds himself running from a hit-and-run accident. Now, for the first time, he learns to work the system for himself, lying that he's an American citizen and joining the Marines to get out of his latest felony. The Marines know that Ng can't deal with their authority, but they learn months later that he is happily, st- he is happily stealing their automatic weapons and grenade launchers. Ooh. After getting sentenced to 14 years, he skips and finds what he likely believes to be his destiny in paradise. Yep. yep. 
One story has Lake meeting Ng from a gun ad in a survivalist magazine. Whatever the reason, both men discover they share similar passions, among other things, survivalism, gun love, and torture murder. Match made in heaven. Uh-huh. Ng went to Leavenworth Prison for three years after being arrested by the FBI for having bought machine guns from a plea deal that should have given him an additional 14 years. The FBI had him. Yeah. They had him. They sentenced him for three years. Three years. Meanwhile, he jumped bail and went into hiding in his... (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. This guy just jumped bail. I mean, really? Multiple times. Multiple times. He gets sentenced 14 years. He runs for his life. I'll see you. I gotta go. He gets arrested again. Three years... Goodbye. All right, listen. How long? How long? <laughs> Fuck that shit. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> My goodness. Where, 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 what court systems have we got going on here? So he went into hiding at his estranged wife's cabin in Willysville, 220 miles south of Miranda. Here, Lake began his dream of building a fortified hillbilly castle complete with a slave harem and torture chamber. Oh, my God. This is he asked so his... sexy right now. <laughs> Lake asked his construction worker, younger brother Donnie, and his best friend, Charles Ghana, to help build the bunker. Needing fast cast more than carpenters, Lake kills both men and sustains himself for a while with a fair score of bank cards, blank checks, and invaluable IDs. Well financed. June 1984, Ng got out of the joint just in time to help Lake launch Project Miranda. (laughs) And I love it's Project Miranda. It's Project Miranda. You know? I mean, really. Yep. (laughs) Harvey Dubs in San Francisco placed a classified ad offering to sell a video camera. Lake and Ng made an appointment, loaded up the video along with Harvey and his wife, Deborah, and their infant son. How do these guys meet these girls? They I'm swiftly murdered. That, that's what I'm telling you. I'm the telling two of them got to, This is it. This they is answered it. ads when um, ah, you're coming with us. Listen. They swiftly murder Harvey and the child, but use a video cam to tape Deborah's rape, torture, and murder. Now with a taste for getting rich quick, along with bloodlust slash infanticide, they visit the family next door for another raid. Five weeks after he escaped from the store manager... Charles Ng gets himself arrested in Calgary, Canada for shoplifting again. Mm. Although California formally requested extradition of Ng, there was a good chance he would never again return to the U.S. Canada is reluctant to send anyone back to a country that will prosecute them in a capital case. (laughs) Fucking Canada. Canada kept Ng in jail to serve for the crimes committed in Calgary had he also shot a security officer while being detained for the shoplifting. While in Canada, he became an illegal jailbird and was having nearly as much fun jerking the system as he had with Project Miranda. Only he was far more successful with murdering the court system that indulged his every fantasy. Ng filed countless lawsuits, motions, grievances, and included complaining about travel sickness, poor food, inexact glasses, computer issues, and even materials for his origami paper folding hobby. Oh my god, the balls. (laughs) The balls. Ng successfully sued for a change of venue that sent him to Orange County in Santa Ana, home of the most costly, heinous, and longest cases in the world. Ng hired and fired five law teams. He got seven judges removed from the case, then wanted to defend himself. That ate up more time and then hired back the lawyers he fired. Each new attorney added months slash years in preparing a new look for the same case. This fucking guy stretched on his own Indictments, yeah, by hiring and firing and ev- getting judged, everything, and everybody had, suing yeah. the shit out of the system. That's it. It's just 
This okay. took another seven years. Goodness. He still wanted to defend himself, but had to settle with one of his old attorneys to assist him when the lawyer of his choice was busy elsewhere. His new old attorney, number six, was dumbstruck at the warehouse full of documents, four tons of paper, and exhibits in the file. Four tons of paper. The lawyer told the court that it would take another three years for him to prepare Ng's case. Just as the trial date neared, Ng said he wanted to defend himself again and filed more complaint motions and more delays. One magistrate finally had enough. On August 1988, told, 1998, told Ng that he was playing games within games within games, and the trial would begin on the first day of September as Ng cussed him out along with the justice system. On September 1st, he finally went to trial for the murder of 12 of the 25 people. But of course, he still played his best card, wanting again to change lawyers while filing oblique motions. Nearly as shocking was Ng's appearance entering court. No longer the skinny kid, he was now unrecognizably heavier, wearing thick glasses on a head the size and shape of a bowling ball. His defense was that he never killed anyone. He robbed, raped, humiliated, but Lake was the executioner. So he remained sullen through most of the trial, but occasionally showed emotion by shouting a profane or bizarre sentence. Ng's attorney, was, Ng's attorney said that it was just an example of his client's mental illness. Insanity was perhaps yet another angle for Ng in the case. He found himself in the penalty phase and needed a legal argument. You look awestruck right now. Well, come on. I mean, you know, at one point, do you stop and just say, okay, this dude is just jerking the system? Yeah. And that's what he was doing. He was being a jerk, and he was jerking the system. And nobody stopped and said, okay, this guy did it. He obviously yep. did it. We've got enough evidence here. We're, we're not doing this just for shits and giggles. Mm -hmm. And he's just fucking with us and he prolonging is. the system. And After... he was obviously good at this. Oh, he was. Oh, obviously uh, really good at this. He was obviously really good at this. Yeah. He knew the law. He knew how to prolong after eight months on May 3rd, 1999, his circus finally ended and went to the jury. Only needing a few hours to deliberate, mm. they found him guilty of 11 murders, including two infants. Judge Ryan had the power to sentence Ng to life, but instead ordered him to the death house. You fucking give me a show trial and fuck the judge. Ng appears to say to the judge in his broken English after hearing his fate. The state of California spent $20 million for the Ng adventure, the most expensive trial with the meter still running. Ng sits on death row with all his needs and appeals paid for. The first appeal was for a dismissal of his sentence because it was too harsh. <laughs> of the countless events, ironies, carnage of the Ng trial, one event that haunts viewers from the courtroom to this day is the unknown woman on the TV screen going through the Lake medieval ordeal of humiliation rape and torture but before she is allowed to escape into death she treble screams at the moment lake slowly butchers her with a knife when arrested 14 years earlier leonard lake told cops that he couldn't believe he got caught over the payment of a damned vice tool Jesus. he had the had the event not occurred there's no guessing how high the death count would have reached or adventurously grisly the slow murders would have become just wow this is I the mean, this biggest this craziest. This is crazy. This guy was a dick. See, and I mean, as you're seeing here, the reason why I chose this specific top five that they covered right. is that in the video itself, they were discussing the torture chambers that were found, right. which are heinous in and of itself. But uh, as you've yeah. seen through all these stories, there's crazier shit that went on than just those torture chambers. The, like, there's so much more to it. It's like, 
what the fuck? You're going to focus on the... These You're guys, just, these, these, this these, is these. such a small piece of the pie. Right. I mean, so there's a tiny. lot more going on here than just what you're seeing. Exactly. It, and they, that's why I like this so much. That video, again, five or six minute, it was a teaser. Yeah, that's it. It's a teaser. This is the trailer. Yeah. Wait till you see the feature film. Yeah. There's nothing in the Miranda portion of this video that really explained anything about this. All it says is that they found, they found a body that was half uncovered. And that led to a chamber where the man was origin- was eventually uh, uh, accused and convicted of 11 murders. Right. Which is essentially what the video said. Right. This, though, these guys are all... They're borderline genius. They're borderline the genius. They did. certifiable fucking crazy. They're completely insane. And uh, no, I'm not I, I'm I mean, not going you know, to, that's... Uh, but th- there's a sick genius to all of these motherfuckers. To prolong a trial like this, for how long was it? How many years? Several years? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Seven, seven years. It took them time. It did take... Uh, well, yeah, it took them time. And just, you know... Wait a minute, wait a minute. How else can I be a dick? We're trials much. tomorrow. Pretty much. How's the tra- we're trials tomorrow? That let just me, it let me seems essentially what he, what, he, what he did. I'm going to represent myself and fuck everybody up. And it, the, the, I mean, there's nothing funny about it, but at the same time, you just have to stop and say to yourself, Jesus is so sick, you're going to have to chuckle. Hmm? Oh, okay. I'm surprised nobody did go nuts working on this one. Oh, okay. oh I'm sure plenty did. The fucking, you heard the judge like said, yeah, just, oh, just fuck it. Fuck, fuck it. it. The, trial, the yeah. trial starts September 1st. I don't give a shit what he does, what he says. Here's the trial this starting. This is it. Okay. I mean, he really burnt people out on this one. <laughs> That's just crazy. That is, you know, and I'll give it, that is a level of certifiable. To be that committed... To this, you got to be nuts. You have to be because you have to be on top of nuts. You have to be so sure of yourself to keep doing this over the, and the over. The level of confidence, yes, is is mind boggling. The balls on this guy, the balls on this guy, <laughs> the balls, the balls. It's like Jesus, man. You must have a fucking set on you. How do you walk? How do you walk? I mean, Jesus Christ. It's just amazing to me. I, I mean, that, that's When just, he sat down, he was three feet taller than when he stood honestly, up. Honestly. That's how big his balls honestly, were. Honestly, you know, fucking elephant nuts this guy had. Uh, and it, that's the part that really I find the most astonishing. More so than the, the grisly murders and such that he had videotaped to enjoy later. Which and then it, he admitted he didn't kill them. Oh, he did it everything. Wasn't he me. did everything else. I just humiliated and raped. I humiliated, raped, the other tortured. Guy did but this it. guy did the. I he, swear to he God, actually he did all the killing. He was the sick motherfucker. That was the guy. I need That's the guy. Me that, on the other. I'm getting a bad rep over I'm here. I'm just raping. I mean, that's honestly, it. I'm just raping. That's that's all I'm doing. That's it. That's it. Uh, humiliating, just a touch. I like to. I like to have a little fun. Mm-hmm. It's a Friday night. On the lime, eh, I got a thing for tequila. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking lime. All of these guys had lime. All of them. They must have taken stock in it. This is why they had money. Must be. So we'll move on to the um, final case. The now, final this was, case. Now, in the, in the Dark Five, this was the fourth. This was number four. This is they four. Had the fifth one was the, the Black Dahlia house thing. Okay. But I think this was easily the worst. This is the worst. We this haven't is, gotten to the worst. This is the worst one. <laughs> and this one is quite... Quite disturbing. This is disturbing. We haven't okay. done disturbing yet? No. Well, this is... All right. All right. Uh, you probably remember this, too. Oh, no. When it happened, because this was, this was big. This was, this was big. An Austrian engineer has confessed to fathering several children, seven children, by raping his own daughter and keeping them captive in the cellar 
Austrian police said. Now, this was in 2008. Times of London reported Monday that during the 24 years that Joseph F. kept his daughter Elizabeth locked up in a windowless cellar underneath the house where he lived with his wife Rosemary, the 73-year-old man is said to have fathered and acted as midwife at the birth of Kirsten, 19, Stefan, 18, Lisa, 16, Monica, 14, Alexander, 11, and Felix, 5. A seventh child, a twin boy, was said by police to have died three days after his birth and his body to have been buried in the large, well-kept gardens of the Grey Concrete Villa in Ibs Street on the eastern town of Amstetten. Mr. F., who was arrested on Saturday night at the hospital where Kirsten has been lying in a coma for over a week, was this morning said to have begun to speak to police for the first time. Now, here's what happened here. A uh, brief thing. He brought her to the hospital, and this is how they caught him. Because she told people when she was there. Okay? She'd been lying in a coma for over a week. He's now speaking to police. Until last night, he had told them little more than the code to the hidden electronic trap door to the windowless cellars where the secret family was kept in prison. Her and all these children were down in the basement under the house that he was living with his wife upstairs. She didn't know. She had no idea. As far as I could tell, no. He has now said that he locked up his daughter for 24 years and that he alone, he alone fathered her seven children and that he locked them up in the cellar. He admitted to building the dungeon and to holding his daughter and three children there, but has not admitted to inbreeding. There was a shelf with plenty of cans and canisters, and behind the shelf was a door made of reinforced concrete, secured electronically and running on steel rails, and only the suspect knew the code. Once inside the dungeon, police reported they found all the passages extremely narrow, the ceiling no higher than 170 centimeters, and the floors were uneven. They found a makeshift shower room, cooking rings for the secret family to heat food, and a room lined entirely in rubber whose use is unknown. A retired engineer who used to work for the construction company, Zetner, was said by police to have been continuously renovating and extending the hidden cellar. Detectives say they have not ruled out finding whether further secret rooms underneath the sprawling villa. All seven children were conceived and born in the cellar, but within months of their births, they were divided between the dark and the light. As babies aged between 9 and 15 months, Lisa, Monica, and Alexander were adopted and raised by their grandparents, leading normal lives, attending school and playing in the swimming pool in the gardens of the villa. The three babies were said to have been discovered on the doorstep of the villa between 93 and 97. Each baby was left with a note supposedly written by their missing mother, Elizabeth, whom the authorities believed had probably joined an extreme and isolated religious sect. But in the windowless cellar, their three siblings, Kirsten and Stefan, the two eldest, and Felix, the youngest, continued to be kept hidden, allegedly a secret even from their grandmother, never seeing the sun, their only source of light, the harsh strip light overhead, and dependent on their mother to teach them to speak, read, and write. Television was their only contact with the outside world, apart from the hatch through which their alleged father-slash-grandfather passed food and clothes. <laughs> the sequence of events by which the Grim Charade was uncovered appears to have begun ten days ago when Kirsten, the oldest child, was found unconscious and seriously ill outside the cellar. Reports differ to exactly where, yet with yet another note from Elizabeth asking for her help to be given medical help. 
She was taken to hospital where she is said to be in more serious condition. Her doctors issued an urgent appeal to her mother to come forward to supply medical information to help save her life. Following this appeal, Mr. F. appears to have decided to allow his captives to leave the cellar, telling his wife that the long-lost Elizabeth had at last decided to return home with the rest of her children. Well, they were her kids. Yeah. He and Elizabeth were held by police on Saturday night and at the hospital where Kirsten is being treated. Police then found the rest of the children at the villa. It was only last night that detectives gained access to the cellar. According to Austrian police, Elizabeth is in very bad condition. She was described as extremely pale and looking 20 years older than her age. She is alleged to have given a full statement to police on condition that she did not have to see her father again. Mr. and Mrs. F. have four children besides Elizabeth, all of whom now have families of their own. Mr. F. is said by police to have presided all over all family affairs with an iron hand, but how he managed to keep a secret so horrifying... Behind an underground door will puzzle psychiatrists and sociologists for years. It is one of the most extraordinary cases in Austrian criminal history. I mean, that's just... That's what I said. I think this was the most of... This was like the worst of them all. The others were just killing people. This guy kidnapped his own daughter. He actually convinced her, unknowing what was going to happen to her. He convinced her to help him build the door. Hey, hon, I'm she building actually a door. helped him build building the door. Want to give me a hand? Yeah. Uh, you just build the door with the lock that kept her in there. So they built and he threw her down there when they were done and kept her there. Then raped her for 24 years and she gave birth to seven children over the course of that time. Three of which he kept down there, three of which he dumped on the grandparents' doorstep. Why he decided to dump those three. Why those three makes you wonder. And they're the middle three. The well, two there old, you go then. But the two oldest and the youngest were still there with the seventh having died. Right. The seventh being a twin having died. Right. Because eventually you have enough fucking kids, you're going to have a twin. Twins yeah, are gonna well, eventually, out. you know, statistically speaking. But, you know, obviously, there is no obviously. There's nothing obvious about this. This is just at one point in this, this guy had to have been sick for years, and he had to have known he was sick to cover it up. Uh huh. I mean, where's the wife? I mean, you know, the wife is upstairs. Upstairs, they have three other children. They thought that their daughter was kidnapped and disappeared, she's, but she she's been off. in the fucking basement all. She th- run off. Nope, she's down in the basement Pat, for twenty four years. You do this. You keep her down there. You give chill. You have you rape her and have children with her. All the while, your actual wife and children are upstairs. You know, we've been making light of, of several of these stories. And yeah, it's, it's just because it's like you know you're making fun of the names and stuff like. But this is just beyond that. I yeah. mean, you can't you can't even make a joke about this. That's one. Why I saved it for last? Yeah, you can't even make a joke about this one. You can't have fun with this one. This is just some sick shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I mean, again, the from a, psychologically speaking, this guy must have been fucking fascinating to play with. with As the they said, psychologists and sociologists will puzzle over this for years. Oh, this how has got to be in the someone, textbooks, right? Oh, you know, it is. This is gonna. This is a case, right? Yeah, here. this is just. This is a case you study, mm-hmm. and you. There is no solving it. 
There is no understanding it. Mm-hmm. This is just this somebody. Is, this that is was, going up with the feral child. Have you ever heard that story? Yeah, you know the feral, uh, the actual, the one the feral, actual feral child. She she is still <clears throat> studied psychologists and sociologists. She's in every goddamn textbook, uh, every, and they study her like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, you know, and this guy, I guarantee, same thing. Yeah, they study him. Be. They said that there was a bunch of others in 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 Austria. He, that this he had four kids mm-hmm. of his own with his wife. We're talking about legitimate children. Yep. And he decided that this 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 girl was the one he was going to have a to himself to himself literally yes, and kept her in this again the dungeon the the basement. These guys are innovative with their with their architecture. They're always creating these rooms for themselves so that they can play out their sick fantasies. Uh huh. You know, and it's like I know I'm a sick motherfucker. I gotta I gotta build a room. I gotta build a room. I gotta build a room for this shit. They all did the same. They I gotta, all I gotta had build a room. a room to do this. Uh, I, I like, got I gotta commend the most the guy with the castle. I need to do this so badly that uh, so I need badly, a space need a, to do it. I need my own room. This is you know the, this the, is my man cave. This is my man cave. The These the, the, the most the twisted man, caves man in cave. It's just amazing to me. That's what they should have named the video. The most the, 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 the sickest the most sickest, twisted, twisted man caves man in history. Caves known to man. Uh, it, and that's the thing. I mean, all of these guys had secret rooms with secret doors with secret passage, passages and played out their sick little fantasies. And that's really what it is. I mean, you know, it's... Uh, There's not much more you can say. There it's isn't. Like, you, you, you sit in awe. You just, you have of to... Of how you can the, be capable the, of doing there, this. There is creativity here. Mm-hmm. There is intelligence these are educated people mm-hmm. that just sort of go, and it's like a little wiring in the brain, and just snaps. Yep. And then they one just, day something one just day goes says, "I got a great fucking idea." You know what? You know, I've been I've been harboring this inside all this time. I could. I'm going to build a room. I could sit and watch sports, or, or, or I could build a dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just amazing to me. You know, ladies, let your men watch sports because if they find any other type of activity to to express their rage, apparently, this is what they're going to do. They're going to build a dungeon. They, <laughs> you know, let let him convert that that garage mm-hmm. into a sports center with a bar and everything like that. That's the better way to go. Well, but 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 when he starts digging, d- when he's digging, once you're once he starts you're digging, in patio furniture. If he's digging, you call somebody. Uh huh. You call somebody if he's buying shovels. What? Shovels, plural, because <laughs> shovels need to have been bought. All right. If he's buying crazy stuff from the hardware store, mm-hmm. you, you gotta you gotta ask. Hey, hun, yeah. what you doing? Once oh. he starts digging, yeah. and then one day stops talking about the digging. <clears throat> I'm done digging. <laughs> if he doesn't come up and say, "Listen, I'm done digging," want to come check this out? I found. The bottom. If he doesn't, sh- I found the bottom and <laughs> done digging. If he doesn't show you what he was working on, hot tub. This is, if this, he doesn't show you the hot tub, he was see, building the hot tub. This is what I want to know. This is this is the That's problem. It, this know? is the problem I want uh, that uh, that I have with this. There was there was a, a worker. This guy was paid to continuously expand upon this. Yes. There's a done. There's, there's there's a construction worker who's coming in, going under the house, there are digging involved. larger people tunnels. People are involved in these things. More exactly. There How is the like, wife it's, it's, and other children 
oblivious. Yeah, there Wouldn't is, he just chloroform them every night and say, here's your 50 bucks, buddy. Go yeah, dig me another dude, tunnel. Dig, dig, okay? <laughs> just dig it. Did he send them to Acapulco for the week while he made an extra 200 feet? Just, How do you hide this for 24 years that you have a dungeon under you have your a home? dungeon. You have a secret passageway. You have a cabin in the middle of fucking nowhere. The, you know, somebody I mean, else I mean, was involved were, besides the say, one person. Now, if they were like independently wealthy... And the wife thought that he had a job that he went to every day, but he was actually going down in this dungeon and digging, digging, digging. That would be one thing. But there is actually another person entering this facility and leaving with the specific purpose of enlarging this. That's it. Who's that? That's Liam. Who's that guy? <laughs> Liam is here to help Liam me with some... Liam is delivering uh, limes. It's, it's just... We got the lime delivery today. We have the lime delivery. We're good. We're good for lime for the next three, four years. What do you do without that lime? Well, you know, it's for my hobby. You know, nobody stops and says, hey, I have a tequila hey, hobby. I got a tequila hobby. Honey, my tequila is a to die Look, for. Look, I like Corona and it just... I'm just saying. Needs something. If you're going to do it, do it right. But it's just, it's just astonishing that nobody stops and says, hey... hey. What the fuck's going on here? Hey, Dad. What's what's going on? Hey, hon. What what's going on in the basement what's, down there? I'm the, hearing a lot of rumbling and axing and digging. What's Where's with all, these two inch thick chains you got going here? Going? Why do you need how, six feet how do of you them? Get this shit. How do you get a clasp to it go around? This door had a combination lock. He took his daughter and had his daughter build this with him. Then, hey, we're done. And he pushed her and she fell in. I guess. You know. I, 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 Again, I gotta make light because if you don't make light, you're wife, gonna go nuts. But the the, the daughter must have been these just beautiful, dumb blonde. I mean, you know, you just oh, sweetheart. Sad. It's sad, but it's like, honey, honey. At one point, do you say, Dad, what the fuck? <laughs> Somebody's gotta say. I said it to my wow. dad. I said, Dad, Dad, what the, the fuck, fuck are you doing? And he would what say, the Well, fuck? well, I'm, I'm like, no, Dad, don't don't do it that don't way. Do that. And Dad's like. Alright, okay, I get what you're saying. Every once in a while you can you you, you can say question. Dad, you got dad, a question. Dad, what, what the, the fuck? fuck is going on? I mean seriously. What are you doing? But this girl did not say, Hey dad, 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 dad. What the fuck? And somebody <laughs> Why do we need a combination lock on a door that leads into, into a the, into the basement into the, the basement. floor of the basement? I mean, uh, do you have a stack of gold you need to hide? <laughs> I mean if you have a stack of gold, I can get behind it. Can I see the gold mm -hmm. just so I can help you get behind mm -hmm. this? There was no stack of gold. Instead, there was just wall. Yeah. And the wife never said, hey, remember the door you and uh, Sammy were building? Yeah, what you ever happened that, to that? You remember that that, that, that time fucking, that you and you when and, you walked in with the steel door right? in, that her into name? the basement? Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Yeah. Remember that remember, door that you and Liz were building that one time? You guys came in with the big steel and the, the you were the doing the digging. Like what, whatever happened what, to that? What are you doing with that? I threw some dirt on it. Oh, I was <laughs> Just rub some dirt on it. Yeah. It's just... Don't worry. I, 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 honestly, you, where you, does the door go? You Nowhere. gotta stop and you gotta say... And, and honestly, this is when you, that we, we, we've now said it. What the fuck was going on? She had to have known what the fuck was going on. There is no way, I mean, and I'm sorry, there's no way anybody's that fucking oblivious. Apparently. Ah, oh, man. Then, Because like you they... said, the daughter, when the one asked for the hospital, they sent, they stuck the one in the hospital. She right. pleaded to have her mother come, and they, they pleaded, Mom, please come back. Cause That's they had right. a note yeah. from the, no, and then he said, you know what? Fine, let's go. We'll take you over to the hospital. We'll take you. So at what 
point? At what point do you uh, stop and go, uh, hey? And go, hey. You know something? Whoa, whoa, the last 24 whoa, whoa. years have been a little something something spectacular here. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. They, look, they all came home. How? How? <laughs> how, how, how? How? Could he have possibly why, said where, to himself, when, how, how you know now? what? I'm going to let him free. Just because this one needs to survive. So I'm going to take Liz back to the hospital. She'll take care of her daughter. Everything will be fine. And we'll just say they all came back. What do you say, kids? What do you say? We'll tell everybody you, you came back. That's it. Hooray, yeah, we're back. We're... And, no, and they're not going to say, hey, by the way, when that basement, it was, it was cozy for a little while. I got a little tired of it, though. Yeah. That, that, was, that was a little something. I think I've had enough of that. Hey, Grandma, you know where Dad? Did you want to see Dad's secret secret bedroom? <laughs> Me and we 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 hung out there for a long time, Grandma. How Check did out he the gurney. Not, How I did just... he think that by letting them go, he could get away with this? But that does go back to what we said in the beginning, mm. where these serial killers. Well, this guy's not a serial killer. He's just out of his fucking He's mind. He's out of his fucking the mind. The serial yeah. killers they want that that prominence you know but if they ever get caught it's kind of over this guy had to have wanted to be caught uh, he must have said enough he is had enough. to want yeah, yeah enough not is even enough. enough is enough he's like you know what what would make this better if everyone knew i did it everybody needs to know what a sick fuck i am because this is some sick fucking shit you gotta share you just gotta share because otherwise who's gonna know it's what a sick fuck i am imagine <laughs> this Imagine if this guy had Facebook. Oh, man. The Facebook statuses. Multiple accounts. Oh, boy. Family different. Oh, he's got one family. This you know, is and you, my, my wife. These are my kids. These are the, and, and these are my basement kids. These are the basement kids. <laughs> this is the basement kids here. This is little Timmy. No. Honestly, you know, you, you, and you, you bring up what's going to be resurrected. What's going to happen with the social media groups. These kids are growing up with this stuff. And how are they going? I mean, the these sick kids have fucks never, of these tomorrow. kids have never the, seen sunlight. These kids. Well, these kids, but these still, never saw sunlight. The sick fucks of tomorrow that have the social medias that are looking for that attention. That's another. That's another What's, podcast. That's episode. that's when the we cover of sick fucks. when we cover the dark web. Oh, oh fuck! Yeah, that's I, my intention with the episode of the dark web is to scare people. Yeah. With the internet again. And we've discussed this privately. Yeah. That when we were young, the internet was a place for perverts and it crazy, was. It was sick just, fucks. That was it. You had you to be aware of the yeah. internet. My you parents, didn't trust We got people. the first computer in the house. You got to watch that shit. Yeah. You got to watch that shit. Don't talk to anybody online. Yeah. They could be anything. You don't know what they are. Yeah. They could be anybody, that anything. That pretty girl out there, she's really... She's 60, uh, 60 years old and old she's got kids in the basement. With cats. Yeah. That's going to eat their face off. Yep. Yeah. I uh, just, you that, know. That, that, that 15 year old friend you just made, yeah, he's 57. He's got his daughter chained up in the basement. Mm. And she needs a boyfriend, apparently, and you're going to be it. Well, I've been having dating trolls, so, I mean, I'll try fresh tactics. Anything's possible. Listen. <laughs> but you got to just, I mean, you got to applaud the sick genius of all of this. Mm hmm. I mean, again, uh, the, the the castle guy has me in awe. It well, just that he took it to a whole new he level. He took it to another level. And he was like the first one to he do it. He was the first one to do it. You start to wonder just, if maybe these guys took a cue from him and said, you know what? This is a man that has things figured out. He built rooms. This he is a man. Built rooms. He built rooms. We got to build wants. a room. He knows what he wants, and he goes out and takes it. And he sure Literally. shit did. 
Literally. He sure as shit did. And he built a place to put it in. That's it. When and lime, it's all about the lime too. This folks. is this is horrible. What we're saying, it's really we're terrible. Horrible. We're terrible. We are people. terrible. Human we are beings. going to burn in hell. But at least we're having a good time doing it. I'll be honest with you. I mean, it's really just it's phenomenal because they got away with it all for so long. We're not talking about like oh a year or two, a year Decades. or two. De- well, not about- Holmes. Holmes was only a couple years. The guy was only thirty four. He was yeah. He died at thirty four years old. But still, what a productive but, wow. fucking life, you know? What he a productive. Made he made of something of himself. <laughs> he had nothing. He crossed the country, and that's big shit back in the day when he did it. To get that's, that, to get from that, A to that B, took that took time and perseverance. Absolutely, in dangerous terrain of Manifest America. Manifest destiny. Absolutely. Okay, project. Uh, uh, Mayhem. <laughs> mayhem. Oh, no, man. It was. It was Project Mayhem for no, all of them. We don't talk about Project Mayhem. We don't, we don't talk about that. No. It's the, f- the first, second rule. It doesn't matter if I call $20 million, dollars, four tons of paper. Insane. Say, I mean, Jesus. You just, how do you respond to that? But you got to applaud the sickness of it. And there are people that are like this out there. Uh-huh. And we don't, this is just what we know about. Yep. These people and they were and they're charismatic and they're suave and this is why why ladies you have to be aware of those good looking charismatic guys in the bar, go for a regular guy you know, who who doesn't have architecture skills, doesn't have stock in lime. <laughs> I mean, what are you? I'm working on my profile. I'm buying lime. That's a sign. <laughs> That's a sign. But it's amazing to me that I mean, that's my favorite part of all of this. These were some great. Fucking charismatic guys, they, they were, had to be. They had to be. Well, the, the well, the Ing guy and 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 Lake there, they weren't very charismatic. They were just very. They were determined. Yes, they were survivalists. Survivalists survivalists are a different breed of crazy. Oh, oh boy. There's but, an entire uh, show about those people. There really is. There's multiple shows. Mm-hmm. There, there's a show about people surviving naked for Christ's sake. Naked survival. Naked right. survivalists. Those are. That's. I figured I thought it was going to be more erotic when I watched it, and I was and really it's disappointed. Totally not. It's just a bunch of naked people running around the woods. Okay, dicks, I was dicks ex- flopping, and yeah, I was expecting. Well, I was hoping for more tits, but still, it's just really—it's yeah. amazing to me. Survivalists are in their own thing. Survivalists get away with it because they're off the grid. Yeah. Okay, and off the grid is also another way to do well, it. Well, you see, a lot of this stuff happened before the grid existed. There was no grid. Again, if there is no grid, you can you can be a you serial do killer you for years. God knows how many there were out there. Uh, and again, that's that's where you left going. Wait a minute. Hang on a second. Wait These a are minute. the guys who were caught, and that's they it. were elaborate as fuck for years. Right. What about the really really smart ones? They exist on the dark web. We'll get into that on another episode. Yeah, that yeah. I'm curious about. That I'm gonna That's we're gonna have to one. delve into that one. Oh, That's yeah. gonna be a lot That's, of fun. I got a couple. I got I'm a couple sure you got a couple of doozies. Holy shit! Yeah, it does. It makes you. But you really, I mean, what you're left with all of this is you're wondering. You're like, my God, lime and shovels. Mm. Shovels. What are you doing? I'm digging. What are you digging for? Fucking China, baby. If I dig, China. they will come. Who? Who's, who's coming? coming? Who's coming? Who's coming? Who's sweetie. Com- who's sweetie. coming to dinner? Let me who's coming slow to dinner? down here. Back, back up a minute. Who's coming? The Dark Lord from the Underworld. 
I you know just, what? It, that's a better answer. That's a better than, answer than I'm a building better... a dungeon for our daughter. Because <laughs> if yeah, I the just, Dark Lord is coming. I'm building a room. You're just like I'll, okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to set up another set at the table. That's fine. All right. Does he want and when fish the dark or beef? Gets here, you, you let me you know. Just let me know. I'll set the table. I'm just no gonna. Problem. I just no problem. As long as he believes. As long as there's somebody that you're physically possibly gonna see. And just let me but know. You're building a room for what? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing, honey. <laughs> Nothing, honey. Nothing, honey. What's what? What are, you, what are you doing with the room down there? There's a combination lock on the floor, sweetie. I'm concerned about your extracurricular activities. Uh-huh. How about bowling? <laughs> we have established that we here at uh, Channel X are we're twisted motherfuckers. There's definitely something wrong with us. We are wrong. We 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 we, we, we can and we could probably go on about digging we're for a so while. Wrong. We we this are so is... wrong. We are so going to a special place in hell. Where there are shovels. Wow. And we'll just be digging. Wow. Oh boy. This was definitely different. Mm. Oh. Not the direction I think you were going for. Not not entirely, no. But, but really, it was kind of fun. It was. It uh, was. Hopefully, the audience will see the humor in it. You have to see the humor in it. You have to go a different direction. Because if you just focus on the, how fucking crazy all of this was, <laughs> you'll go out of your mind. If you ever meet a guy at a bar and he says... Uh, I got a shovel me, collection. <laughs> Shit. You fucking hightail it out he of there. He says, I got this really cool <clears throat> room you got to check out. You should see my crowbar collection. If at any point in the conversation he brings up his basement. If, if you do meet a guy, go check out the basement. Call a friend. Go with a friend. Yeah, I mean, especially I with s- this whole Fifty Shades of Grey thing, and he's got that secret room. Oh, the secret room. It's never, never a good no, sign. No, no, they, I'm it, sorry. It, it ain't that Christian made, Grey guy. Exactly. It's, they made it like that secret room is a fun place. No, the secret room is never a fun place to okay, be. Okay, it's not. Never. Okay. Now, if he's got an anal bee collection, go for it. Especially as we see, they're all independently wealthy, rich guys. Wealthy, wealthy, well financed motherfuckers. And if his secret room has something other than an Xbox in it, or anal beads, anal beads are okay too, better than shovels. If there's anything other than an Xbox in his game room, these days, these days, yes, just just run. If he's got an Xbox, if he's if he wants to show you his action figure collection, you're in good shape. If he wants you to become part of his action figure You're in trouble. So uh, I think that's going to do it for us. That's going to do it for us here at uh, Channel X. Uh, thank you for joining us. And, it's been a pleasure. Oh, God. We're going, we're going, we're we're going so to going hell. hell. We're so we're going, going to hell. To hell. This. This is terrible. This is horrible. This was terrible. This was horrible. This is not supposed to be made light up, but wow. God damn. So horrible. <laughs> we're terrible. We're terrible, terrible people. people. But... We don't have secret rooms in our we basements. We have no secret rooms. No. We can't afford it, folks. No. <laughs> we can't Couldn't afford do it. it. Couldn't I, do it if I wanted to. I can't afford one shovel, let alone a, a, the no. shovels that my are needed. shovels. My shovel's on layaway. I got they a spoon. Stay, it's at the store. I got a spoon. They repossessed it already. It'll take me a long time the to build a dungeon It'll take a, a long time. No, that's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. And I don't really know any contractor friends, so uh, I'm safe. Besides, I'm, I'm well, I, well, just because I'm married, I mean, these guys are married. These guys are married, too. But I'm not planning times. on having any children, so. That's a good sign. That's a good sign. Good sign. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this week's show. You can find us on Facebook.com slash What Lurks on Channel X. You can uh, subscribe to us via Stitcher, Player FM, TuneIn.com, and on YouTube where you can find some photos to go along with these stories in the video. Uh, check out the Dark 5 channel on YouTube as well and find more cool, creepy, and disturbing lists similar to what we covered this week. That's uh, 
channel where you'll find the original video that this uh, podcast was based on. I'll up put a link to it in the show notes. Uh, we're going to send you off with more music from Without You, I'm Hunting Them, and we'll be back in two weeks with our Halloween episode, featuring some of our favorite scary tales and superstitions. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you next time on What Lurks on Channel X. Channel X.